0: And welcome to the field of streams, where I, your host, Janine McRae, bring you the tiny thoughts that stream from my brain and present them to you as though they're the only known recording in existence of the first time anyone ever said, this ain't my first rodeo, outside of a rodeo setting. Mm, yippee Now, I can't promise you much with these word wranglings, but I can promise you this, I won't keep you long. A promise like that deserves a follow, don't you think? Tap that follow button. Every time you do, a writer quits a pickleball league. Thank God. I'll be blunt. I was inspired to write this by how bad I looked in the mirror one morning. That could have been any morning, really. And this might be triggering. I don't know. It is a bit about body dysmorphia, I guess. Or my body dysmorphia. Because sometimes I look at myself and think, Holy shit. Is that what I look like? Have I always looked like that? Is that a new wrinkle? Good lord. How do you even leave the house, Janine? Maybe if I didn't laugh so much, I wouldn't be in this laugh-line predicament. Maybe I've just smiled too much, despite what the men say. (sighs) It's so weird when the mirror you doesn't match the vision you have of yourself. The whole... I feel cute today, and then the mirror saying, denied. It got me thinking, which got me writing, about shells and the shell games we play. And here we arrive at this episode, which poses the question, what do you do when the internal vision of yourself does not match the mirror reality, or mirror, depending on how you pronounce that? So without any further reflection, Please allow me to read to you this episode. Are you playing the shell game? It's a shell game. A me-shell, you-shell, I-shell, see-shells on the me-sure game. It is the separation of the imagined internal self from the reality of the external facade. The shuffling of the pea of me beneath this wrinkled, battle-hardened armour. My shell. crisscross, crisscross. It's an obvious hustle on my sketchy street corner, of course, but a necessary bamboozling nonetheless. Why? Because the truth of my appearance is projected in full colour upon the very sheath of my existence, and it deflates me daily. Confidence balloon go down. Confidence balloon go... Deep breath. Eyes on the prize. I must shuffle, I must slide my hard-to-wrangle love-hate relationship with this body across the cardboard of this life. In this neat trick, I must continue to grin even when I do not win. It's not sleight of hand, it's sleight of mind. Do not look directly at the mark. Smile, but do so without showing wrinkles or tilting the chin so as to gain multiples. Note freckle charts and pleathered sofa skin. Catalogue the flab and shag and pockmarked memories. Clench hands, dinged up and damaged from catching on door jams and mishandled cutlery while marvelling at the dryness of the flesh and that one pre-arthritic knuckle. Pinch at the fat rolls that announce themselves at the sitting and skedaddle at the standing. This is the ageing, declining, complaining shell. Note it all, then shuffle the contents until you can't remember where the disgust is hidden. It is a stupid shell, but this is a stupider shell game. The impulse is to say, shark it, and unzip at the shoulders, unbutton at the scalp, then slough, shake, and shimmy the shell right over the hips and to a crumpled mess on the floor. To stuff it in a closet with last year's fashion and pray it comes back in style at a time when it fully aligns with the me of me, the who I see when I close my eyes. But that's not how this works. The shell has no zippers and it's fully seam-sealed. Thanks, Mr. McIntosh. I'm stuck. Myself, held hostage in a hall of mirrors in a horror house, reflects so hard it's setting me on fire. Mirrors! Aha! They are the antagonists of this story, with their shiny, holier-than-thou attitudes and flawless shine. They lay in wait in our rouge compacts and go far cars, in the roadside gas stations, change rooms, department stores, and restrooms of our lives, waiting to spring instant assessments and pass rough judgments, which we invent on the fly, on a question as old as puddles. How do you look today? Pale, dismal, disappointing, tired, imposter! These are just words, and mirrors can't speak. But it's interesting to note that the same self that is held in the internal, the reliable self that brings the ideas and love and thoughtfulness and joy to my world, is equally capable of these verbal betrayals when presented with a mirror, as if mirrors are the only objects capable of telling the truth, the only oracles worth buying stock in. Self takes a hit, and the critique won't quit. Once my self captures a glimpse of my shell, Startled from its peaceful reverie to confront the truth revealed in the mirror moment, it has that first blush reaction. I am garbage. I am hideous. I will never survive this perfection-worshipping world. Maybe it's just bad lighting. It's the same for everyone, of course, except narcissists. Stripped naked, we can't help but be held mirror hostage by our dimpled flesh and veined limbs, Our misshapen thighs, our smile lines that hook our fish lips as years progress. The assessment is brutal. The dysmorphia, total. Imperfections in the reflections, that's all we see. We do not fit our picture. We must criticise it immediately before someone else does, then set about to play the shell game, pixelate and hide, dress it up in baggy threads, putty up the holes and slather on the salves. Find a good hat. Sunglasses. Unless our self-confidence temperature runs hot, we must hustle to hide. Our internals must be given their armour to continue their fight on this battlefield. Or not. There is a ghost in the shell, simmering in your mist. An apparition, mirror-bombing the reflection and trying to spook us back to ourselves. Objects in the mirror appear weirder than they are, so the sticker says. Acknowledge your ghost, see your spiritual self, the one you try to banish every day, and let it back in. This is a haunting worth your time. Sense of self is a complicated, spectral business. Shell games shift our perspectives and change our views of ourselves, and we're convinced as the game progresses that there are defects in the fine print that weren't caught in the edit defects that we must now carry all our lives. But it's the all our lives part that gives the shell its value. Carrying the shell and learning to walk around and function within its existing parameters is what makes us who we are. Your inner self has no existence without the outer. The body thrums electric. The shell of ours, this husk of us. It's weird though, isn't it? We are often urged to come out of our shells, to kick our way out of the dojo and bloom, to shed our ugly thing and be who we're supposed to be, expressing, emoting and revealing our inner stews. The true you, once relieved of its smothering shell, will say things in meetings, show off art and dance as if no one is watching. It's presented as though it's our shell that's holding us back when really it's our shell that's holding us up The shell teaches us how to protect ourselves. The shell patiently holds the internals of our workings, our souls, our loves and fears, all the goos and symmetries of our complex minds, the ideas, the words, and the deeds, the physical deeds, the doings. It's your shell that does all the work, and it's beautiful. Through your shell, you express yourself, and between you and me, I think we're doing brilliant work. Your gnarled branch fingers at the end of your shell's arms can hold a pen, tap the keys, and express the thoughts held in the interior. Your whole body shell, even with knees creaking and back aching, can dance to beats and rhythms and jams and riffs. Hands and mouths and toes can hold a brush laden with paint and apply it with skill instruments can be wielded by the body as extensions of self and holy shit you can just drop open the hole in your face and song actual melody will pour out of your shell with all the enthusiasm and energy of cows released from a barn and that's the magic of your shell no mirror can steal that listen i get it i feel it myself Some days you get out of bed feeling fine, wander to the bathroom, and upon catching that first half light sight of yourself in the mirror, exclaim, Halt! Who goes there? We shoot first and ask questions at the same time. Is that a new mole? Was that wrinkle always there? Do I always look this tired? Bang, 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 we shoot our bodies down. But today, let's try something different. Today, when we get to the mirror, that reflects a vision that contradicts our internal view of ourselves, let's not play the game. Today, it's not about how you look, it's about self-love. So shuck it, get to that mirror, hold your own steely gaze, admire the playful brightness of your eyes, and when the mirror asks the question, how do you look today? Repeat after me, you feel nice today. There you have it, today's episode. Before I bid you adieu, I had a throwaway line in there, thanks, Mr. Macintosh, after I mentioned seam sealed garments. I did a small rabbit hole investigation into Macintosh coats and how they got their name. If that sort of thing interests you, I put a link in the description to a lovely primer on the Macintosh jacket and how they're made. That may interest exactly one listener. Maybe that listener was only me. Let's forget I ever mentioned it. Onward! These missives are designed to inspire creative folk to get out there and make something of their own. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow the podcast so that you never miss one. Sign up to read my writing at janinemcrae.substack.com. But for now, I'll leave you with this. Love what you love. I'll see you out there making stuff.